Next up on Visual Wow. Even in this crazy environment, you can have a tremendous amount of success. Overall, I'm really excited about it. I think there's some incredible opportunities for us to have conversations and you know, dialogues with people that we wouldn't ordinarily be able to have in real life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual audience. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and I'm very excited to introduce Rick Recht to the Visual community today. Rick Recht from Song Leader Bootcamp, Jewish Rock Radio, rickrecht.com, and a tremendous Jewish spiritual leader, song, singer, songwriter. Uh, and a dear friend of mine as well. Rick, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, man. Great to be here. Uh, Rick, you are um, just about one of the most inspirational guys that I know personally and professionally. And uh, we know each other from a lot of different walks of life. We are constantly the kind of people that try to walk on the sunny side of the street, uh, if only to show people where the light comes from. I consider our friendship one of the most valuable ones in my life and i am really happy to share your positive energy with our visual community so let's just get started and talk about the fact that one of the biggest things that has brought us together is song leader boot camp um one of the just coolest programs i've been involved with with my son david uh, and zach dalen who has been a guest here on the visual podcast uh tell the audience a little bit about uh song leader boot camp and what's going to happen this year in the virtual world sure well song leader boot camp is a leadership training uh program that i started uh about 11 years ago this will be our 12th SLBC, we call it SLBC, um, coming up. And uh, it was started um, because we wanted to have an impact in the Jewish world by training uh, people to be more powerful and effective uh, leaders. Um, and when we talk about that, we're talking about a holistic approach to leadership, really teaching them how to um, operate as leaders in, in many facets of what, what leadership means. Um, so some of that you know involves music and uh, some of it involves public presentation, all kinds of different leadership skills. Um, and we have a national conference every year where people from all walks of life come together, rabbis and cantors and Jewish educators and song leaders and camp professionals and teens, like everyone. Uh, and it's just an incredibly inspirational, immersive experience that you've experienced with us here in St. Louis many years. Um, it's been incredible having you with us. Um, this year, it's different. We're doing the um, first um, SLBC virtual conference um, in the same, roughly the same time period in February. And um, Overall, I'm really excited about it. I think there's some incredible opportunities for us to bring in talent um, from all over the world um, to have conversations and you know dialogues with people that we wouldn't ordinarily be able to have in real life. So, I mean, there's been a lot of opportunities with virtual that we're seizing on with this national conference. So, I'm psyched. Well, from a very selfish standpoint, I've wanted my mom to come to uh, SLBC for uh, as many years as I've been a part of I've it. wanted your mom to come to SLBC. I, I, I know. <laughs> at 85, my mom does not jump on planes very often, and especially with global pandemics going on. <clears throat> I am so excited because my mom is a Zoomaholic. Uh, she is an Israeli folk dance teacher her entire life. 
And uh, I grew up in the world of Chavara and and just Jewish community in my home all the time. And she watches Israeli folk dance uh, Zoom sessions from Israel and New York and L.A. like daily. And I'm so excited that this year she's going to be able to go to Song Leader Boot Camp and see what it's all about and without having to go to, go to St. Louis, which is, yeah. by the way, not such a bad place to visit. It's just a little chilly sometimes in February. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Rick, uh, one of the other things that actually might have been actually the, the quintessential thing that kind of brought our friendship together was uh, your innovation with Jewish Rock Radio, um, something that I, I don't think uh, a month goes by that I don't tell one more person about this incredible resource for Jewish music for those that are no longer teenagers or college kids uh, to be able to just kick back and listen to the music they grew up with and continue to understand the great music that comes out of Israel and, and local Jewish communities from Jewish communities all over the country. Um, tell let's Can you kind of bottle up a, an elevator speech about what Jewish rock radio is? Yeah, I mean, we were inspired to start Jewish Rock Radio about a dozen years ago, uh, roughly the same time <clears throat> that we started SLBC, because um, I was I was personally looking for ways that I could have an impact in the Jewish world beyond what I do as a traveling touring artist. You know, I was playing about 150 dates a year, and I have a family, and I realized that I couldn't physically be in more places, but there were things that I wanted to do. One of them was leadership training, um, and that's why we started SLBC, and the other is communication channels, ways for uh, Jews to connect with each other and to especially do that with music and we looked at the Christian world as our analog as our model and saw what they were doing um, and one of the 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 medium of online radio was uh, becoming strong at that point um, it was a low, low cost of entry and just an incredible way to reach tens of thousands if not millions of people and so I said you know let's do that in the Jewish world <laughs> so we started Jewish Rock Radio which is a 24-7 Jewish Rock Radio station but it's it's a lot more than just music um, it, it's it's a network you know it's a place where we have you know intense amount of social media about um, Jewish artists about the, the music that they're putting out about the messaging and the things that they believe in it's our way of supporting the Jewish artist community and really viewing Jewish music and the artists who make it as educators uh, and probably some of our most powerful educators and leaders in the Jewish world they just happen to be using music as their vehicle um, so that's really the the goal of Jewish rock radio is engaging helping to build Jewish identity and doing it through music well on a very personal level my uh, the majority of my oldest friends in the world come from relationships that I started in my, you know, post-bar mitzvah years, USY years. And music is one of those things that just holds us together. And um, when I'm when I'm editing late night, uh, finishing up a wedding or uh, just having to cram through some web design or things like that, uh, Jewish Rock Radio is right on my toolbar. And that is my go-to music uh, just, just to kind of keep me in the mood and drive forward. So uh, kudos nice. to you and the team that pulls it all together. Um, one, one of the things that I, I'm, I think is just, again, you keep pulling these cool rabbits out of your hat is your new product, uh, J-Kid Radio, which sounds mm -hmm. like you've taken Jewish Rock <laughs> Radio and repackaged it uh, for a younger audience. Yeah. Well, we've been actually running uh, an international Jewish kids radio station for PJ Library, which is an international um, organization that distributes books to literally millions of 
children all over the face of the planet. They've, we, my company has been their music division for about a dozen years. And about two years ago, we started PJ Library Radio, which has become really successful. Um, and then this year, as a matter of fact, this week, <laughs> uh, you know, a few months ago, our, our nonprofit um, acquired PJ Library Radio from PJ Library. Um, PJ Library remains a, a, a major sponsor of the new station, which is called J Kids Radio. Um, and J Kids Radio is new and different because we're adding on all kinds of layers of programming, educational programming. So we have, you know, the Holiday Hang with uh, Joni Leeds, who's actually recently nominated for a Grammy, which is really exciting. Um, we have uh, Everyday Jewish Kids with uh, another Jewish artist celebrity, Ellen Allard. And, you know, so there's all these cool kinds of um, programs. We're going to have story time with Shira Klein um, with all these different celebrities. And then the social media network, that same component that we have done with Jewish Rock Radio, which really helps to buoy the artists and the artist community that makes um, Jewish children's music. The bottom line is this is that CDs are no longer really in the market, and there is, believe it or not, really no way to get Jewish kids' music other than online streaming, and it's barely out there. So J-Kids Radio becomes the primary, if not only, place for people to hear Jewish kids' music. And so we take that responsibility pretty seriously, because if you didn't have J-Kids Radio, our kids and our grandkids really wouldn't have a place to find Jewish kids' music. Uh, again, innovation has never really been something that you have struggled with. You continue to find new ways to communicate the incredible messages that you communicate. And uh, it's funny how often either you or the projects that you're involved with show up in, in my world. Now, you're in St. Louis. I'm based out of D.C. Um, obviously, we're both very involved with the Jewish community. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, photographing our friend, our mutual friend, Tracy's kids, uh, Mitzvah, and I didn't realize that she was part of PJ Library. And all of a sudden, your name and, and PJ Library comes up in conversation. Nice. And, uh, and I just met a, a former um, events director from a synagogue in Greensboro, uh, my dear friend, Jesse, who I feel like I've known her entire life. And the first thing we start talking about is how Rick Reck came in and put on a show there and how Jewish Rock Radio is something that uh, she carries on with her on the regular to keep music going. So I think, I think you know, awareness um, of your products, be it J-Kids or Jewish Rock Radio, even Song Leader Boot Camp, for those that are trying or yearning for that Jewish spiritual connection, especially to the music that is that that key component on so many levels for our spirituality and our relationships. You've created so many amazing vehicles um, and avenues for people to get to hold on to that, to that aspect of their Jewish upbringing and their Jewish traditions. And I really give you and your team, I know it's not all just you and we all know that <laughs> behind every great, great man, be he a singer, songwriter, or otherwise, is a great woman, mm -hmm. and your wife is the ultimate in the spiritual activist uh, uh, limelight, and so between Elisa and the kids, uh, you're all doing an amazing job for the Jewish community, and, and I personally thank you, and I'm sure many hundreds of thousands do as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks. So, let's kind of go to business and try to keep a positive spin on this because you're in the in the world that revolves around philanthropy 
and I've interviewed quite a few people in the nonprofit world here on Visual Wow, and we all know that um, <clears throat> when you when you have money to spend or philanthropists that are giving people, a lot of that money comes from entrepreneurs. It comes from successful people who have been really kicked in the teeth by this global pandemic like the rest of us. Um, and those people, well, at least on the other people that I've interviewed, a lot of that philanthropic money kind of started drying up at, towards the end of the summer. In the beginning of the COVID situation, they were trying to help out. And it's almost like the tap kind of got turned down a little bit to the trickle mode. How are you dealing with and how are you reorganizing your, your outreach to, to the philanthropic world? Well, I, I think a few things. Um, one, I think my experience has been that, yes, it's slowed down to a trickle, but philanthropy was intense and um, very much there. I think that the people who have been providing philanthropy haven't provided, have not been providing less. They've been providing more than they ever had this year. Okay, I think there was a, a, sh a short amount of time where people were worried about the stock market and just pausing, but that cleared up pretty quickly. Um, and what, what's happened is that they've been giving in so many different directions that it's slowed to a trickle for uh, uh, every direction. Okay, um, particularly anything that wasn't um, uh, mission critical, like eating, <laughs> you know, th those kinds of things, all right? Um, clearly, more the, the most important thing is where, you know, what we eat and, the you know, the roof over our head. And I think a lot of the philanthropy has been going in that direction. So, kudos to the philanthropists who have been rock solid um, through all of this. Now, you mean, to your question about, like, how you attract philanthropy through this, I, I think it's all about, it's a couple things. Um, w one is having a really strong ask. And a really honed pitch, you know, of like in, in an environment where there are a lot of needs, it's really important to show if you're in fact asking for philanthropy, asking people to fund something, that there's a real need and an immediate need um, for their support. I think that's uh, absolutely critical. Um, and um, and then the other part is just being, um, you know, in these environments, it really the it's. Um, sort of survival of the fittest and the fittest is it, it you and I've talked about this before it's not just about being aggressive it is about being aggressive but it's also about timing and it's about you know knowing the right times to ask and and being there and being there and asking a lot of people and having a very honed message and I think that's the the uh, trifecta for uh, creating a successful, ask and at the and last thing i'll share is at the bottom of every good ask is an understanding of mission alignment is asking the right people um to make sure that whenever i'm asking someone for money i'm not just asking them for money i'm, I'm trying to figure out first and foremost if i can be an effective vehicle for their investment their philanthropy is an investment and so i want to in my business is Jew, jewish identity and engagement and um we happen to do a lot of that through music so the people that I'm talking to, whether, you know, depending on whatever initiative it is that we're trying to fund, whether it's SLBC or Jewish Star or J Kids Radio, whatever it is, I'm first and foremost looking to see if we have an aligned mission. Do they care about engaging teens and young adults? Do they care about Jewish identity? Do they care about Jewish continuity? And they, do they trust that I'm the right guy and that our companies are the right vehicles 
for the impact they're looking to have. So you put all that together, and I think even in this crazy environment, you can have a tremendous amount of success. You know, for all the entrepreneurs that listen to uh, to the Visual Wild broadcasts, um, you can learn a lot from the poignant comments that Rick just made on having your whole presentation down perfectly. Rick, I, I give you great props and kudos for that. To the listening audience, you know that I'll supply everybody with all of Rick's uh, contact information, website information in the show notes. But um, rickrec.com is just a great place to go and find out what this guy is doing. I know he's not touring like he used to. I encourage you all to pin Jewish Rock Radio uh, on your toolbar just to enjoy some great, great stuff. And Rick, if somebody wanted to do something good for your organizations, if they really wanted to make a difference, if their if their pockets felt like they needed to be emptied out just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. what, what direction uh, would be... If your pockets feel heavy, I've got a yeah. suggestion for you. <laughs> People that are walking around with their right or their left leg yeah. is just limping a little bit and you need to relieve some of the weight, where yeah. would they go? Where would they go to connect with you and what you're doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, Bottom line is, if, if like some of the things I was just sharing resonate, um, meaning like if if you care about strengthening Jewish identity and engagement, and uh, you know ensuring Jewish continuity and making sure that there's strong, particularly young leaders um, presently and for future generations, then um, you can go. You can always go to JewishRockRadio.com/support, um, um, and that's sort of like the the place where. All, all support options are there for J Kids Radio and and for Jewish Rock Radio and um, and also ways to contact us if there's any projects or aspects of what you, we're doing that you'd like to learn more about you know if that can be a vehicle for what you're trying to achieve um, then great let's do it well without being redundant that was a hint everybody if you're feeling like you need to unload your pockets a little bit now you have a place to put the put the excess weight. Um, Rick, great job on that. JewishRockRadio.com slash support. Kind of in wrapping up, um, misdirect to some people who don't know you as well as I do. Um, kind of a kind of a feeling do you have about staying spiritual when it seems like the personal or the COVID walls are kind of kind of cramping down on people? How do you <clears throat> how do you just kind of what's your kind of message of staying focused and and pointing optimism forward? kind of message do you have for the listening audience? Well, for me, it's about ritual because I, just like anyone out there, struggle on a daily basis with this. I'll just be straightforward. This hasn't been easy. And I, and I know I'm among some of the most blessed people in this whole picture. Okay. But nonetheless, it, it's wearing, you know, it's just tough and weird and dysfunctional. But that said, the, the thing that helps me stay focused and stay in a positive place overall um, is ritual and 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 some of the ritual which you and I've talked about before is um, exercise exercise in nature like walking in nature for me is essential because um, it just helps me keep some sort of connection with the universe um, talking to friends even if I don't feel like it because a lot of times when I'm down I don't feel like talking to people or picking up a phone or doing anything but I it's part of my ritual is to talk with people, especially my wife, who's my best friend, you know, is to make space and time so that those connections happen. So I'm not just working. Um, and then another thing is growing and learning, you know, I mean, and I, and I do take some time every day to do some growth, like to do stuff that's not just work. I'm a heavy worker, but I do take some time to not just work um, and to, you know, 
create that space. So it's not like about like I don't have advice about like doing particularly yoga or meditation or prayer or any of that kind of stuff. I think all of that is incredibly valuable um, and making the space for it is important but it's the ritual ritualism i guess of it you know what i mean of, of creating for me it's every single morning that's how i start my day without exception okay and when there is an exception it's it's injurious to me like i i i'm upset <laughs> you know what i mean because i have a certain hour and a half to two hour routine of how i start my day you know what i mean and there's certain things i do every single day that keep my head on straight at uh you you never leave me with with lack of inspiration and i i truly love you and appreciate you for that for our family's closeness for you and your wonderful kids um for the relationship that you have with with David and Deanna and Monica and it's it's amazingly great to connect with you if there's one thing zoom has done for us all it's nice not just to be talking to you sitting on the couch, but to look into your smiling face. Totally. Uh, that I haven't I love seen. It. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Rick, I truly appreciate you being on the program today. Thank you, um, man. I know our listening audience uh, will enjoy having something other than listening to event producers uh, and or starving photographers who can't figure out the difference between an F-stop and a lens. <laughs> and so it was nice to kind of take a break of all that. Uh, I wish you great luck with the new J Kids program. Uh, always with Jewish Rock Radio. Uh, looking forward to these next couple of months putting Song Leader Boot Camp uh, together with you and the team. And uh, from all of us here at Visual Wow, I wish you a great holiday season. And uh, let's all stay healthy. Yes. And uh, and that's it. Any any final words? Uh, no, man. It's great being with you. Always love you. Be good, my friend. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host. We appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, good news or bad, you can send it to jack at visualwow.com. We appreciate you. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the feedback. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.